Recording in progress. Wonderful. Okay, so welcome everyone to this session on how to let go of all relationships. Before we start, I'm going to give a brief summary of what we have been covering in previous sessions. Last week, I talked about how when relationships fail or when we really struggle with relationships and by fail or struggle, I don't mean just a relationship ending because sometimes relationships end and that's fine. We're not meant to be with the other person. That's not what I mean. What I mean is when two people love each other and want to um, work out or figure out a way to be together when they want to work out how to be in a relationship, in a happy relationship, and that is not possible because there is a series of problems. Um, and that can be arguments, that can be lack of communication, that could be lack of trust, that could be um, uh, barriers or protecting ourselves, that could be uh, getting triggered by the other person, that could be the other person being triggered by us, right? So those are all problems or struggles that we might experience. Now, the, the root, the root of all these struggles is a combination of three main elements. What we have learned from all from our role models, so the relationship between our parents or main caregivers, if both of the parents weren't around, that's also a pattern, that's also a lot of lessons learned. Uh, sometimes we have an ancestral line and we have been told about how all women in our family or all men in our family have kind of a, a pattern of cheating, abandonment, um, uh, violence, abuse, whatever that is, right? And we inherit that and we absorb that, we absorb that knowledge and we make decisions. We make decisions about ourselves, about love, about relationships, about men, about women. So, so that's one element at the core and at the root of what makes relationship fail. The other thing is old relationship. Our experience based on old relationships. Good day, Kiana, welcome here. Um, so old relationships and lack of relationships is also a pattern. So if you're thinking, oh, this doesn't apply to me because I haven't had many relationships. Well, it does because from having different relationships or from not having any relationships again you make decisions about yourself about men about women about love about relationships about what to expect and especially when a pattern keeps repeating right and we're going to explore this a lot more in this session because this is something very important and I'm sure that some of you here will have experienced the same pattern or the same unpleasant feelings or the same way the relationship ended again and again and again or maybe a few times and then you start to think hmm okay so maybe that is something about me that keeps repeating right so all relationships and we're going to cover a lot of this uh today how it happens a step-by-step -step process to get closure and to move on from previous relationships whether that whether you're in that relationship right now and you wanted to get out whether that you broke up with someone recently or sometimes even if it happened years and years and years ago but you still feel like you haven't 
moved on properly or the person keeps coming to your thoughts or you're bumping to each other out of nowhere when you felt like you were ready to move on right this happens all the time so so yeah so based on that we develop a lot of beliefs and expectations right about future relationships and the other third element at the root of our problems and our struggles in relationships is the relationship with ourselves and Two weeks ago, I gave a talk on this, on, on the relationship with ourselves, because sometimes the way we treat ourselves, if we love ourselves, if we value ourselves, if we celebrate ourselves, is reflected in other relationships. And sometimes the way people treat us is a reflection of how we treat ourselves. So before asking anyone to love ourselves, to respect, value, honor, celebrate us, we need to do that for us. You can't ask someone to love yourself unconditionally, to treat you with love and respect, to respect your boundaries if you don't love yourself, if you don't treat yourself with respect, if you don't even honor your own boundaries. So we covered a lot of that. And I have a course actually on self-love that will take you step by step through a process of understanding your relationship with yourself, healing the relationship with yourself, building self-love, because this is one of the core pieces. This is one of the core, core, core pieces to be able to have a healthy, loving relationship with someone else. And I'm going to be talking a lot about romantic relationships here, but this also applies to friendships. This also applies to family members it's the same thing really it's the same is the same dynamic so we have those um those three things what you learned from your role models what you experienced in previous relationships and your relationship with yourself and and the way to the way to go about it starts with self-reflection and awareness so today we will be focusing on all relationships. Now we'll be bringing a lot of questions um, for you to become more aware and for you to do some self-reflections. It, it, it all starts with awareness. Now, it doesn't matter whatever comes up here for you. I know that it can be triggering and it can be, we can be very harsh on ourselves and, and think, oh my God, you know, I have all this in me. I have all this limiting beliefs and you know and wounds that I need to heal this is terrible no this is not terrible this is great because we all have this right we all have experienced a heartbreak we all have experienced um especially through childhood we have all learned some um some negative we, are, we all have seen some negative patterns that sometimes we copy because when we're very young we don't do based on what we're told we do based on what we see and because we are like little sponges absorbing everything we see, we, be, we copy, we copy everything we see, the patterns, the behaviors, the way people speak, speak, the way people treat each other. So awareness is key. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that you're doing the right thing, which is going within and doing the inner work. Because, and this is a lot of what I cover in last uh, week's session, the key here to healthy relationships and the main reason why they fail is because people don't do the inner work. And I've seen this again and again and again and again. And just to give you a little bit of background, I am a life and mindset coach, energy healer and counselor. And I work a lot with people to help them break free from the past and reclaim their power so they can create 
the life they truly want to live, the, li the life on their terms, not the ones that, not the life that others expect them to live, the life they truly want to live. And I see again and again that one of the main topics people bring is relationships. This is a huge area that I do work on, relationships. It's a huge uh, topic that I cover very, very often in my sessions. And I have seen again and again how trying to blame the other person or trying to expecting the other person to change or expand, expanding, sorry, <laughs> expecting to find the right partner, the right man, the right woman, you know, is going to solve all their problems. And it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about experiencing the inner shift and it's about doing the inner work. Now, that doesn't mean that obviously if someone is cheating on you or is not treating you well, um, that's not you. It's not, of course, it's not your fault. It's them some, doing something wrong and that should be addressed, of course. But if we want to have a healthy, loving, fulfilling relationship, the place to start, the very, 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 very first place to start is ourselves and doing the inner work. And when people refuse to do the inner work and heal the previous wounds and review the any, any limiting beliefs that they might have, then it doesn't matter how many partners you have, you're going to still experience the same negative outcome or patterns so it becomes uh okay one relationship and then another and then another and you know the person might have a different hair color different height uh you know different accent maybe from a different country different eye color but then the pattern <laughs> keeps repeating again and again so when this happens it means that there is something that needs to be heal within so last week i said uh the the good news about this is that you have the power you have the power to create the relationships you want that power is within you now the bad news is that with great power comes great responsibility so if you want to do the inner work that will allow you to have those healthy loving fulfilling relationships you desire you are the only person responsible to do that not the others it's not about waiting for the others to change or to do something different you are the the one that is responsible for doing the inner work i think overall is good news right because i mean i would rather have the responsibility but have the power that depending on someone else to change because that i can't control I can do my own healing. I can do my own mindset review and, and assessment. And I, and, and I did it. Everything I'm going to say here, even if I talk about mistakes you might be making or, you know, or, or, or problems, trust me, I've been there. I've experienced them. I know how it feels. Trust me. I'm coming from a place of experience. And I used to have um, unhealthy relationships where I would experience the same pattern again and again and again and I would feel like I was just banging my head against the wall and I was always thinking oh another guy that had problems and you know and didn't work out well I also had my problems um so I had a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of conditioning and programming about love and relationships because of my parents divorce when I was very young and I've talked about this many, many times. You're probably very familiar now with my life story and all my problems, <laughs> but I'm happy with it. 
so so yeah my parents got divorced when I was very young when I was around five years old or something like that and and it was a very traumatic divorce lots of arguments lots of drama going on so I absorbed a lot of those um a lot of those unpleasant emotions but I made I started to make decisions right so I started to make decisions such as uh love hurts uh, if love is authentic, there has to be a lot of drama involved. Uh, you can't fully trust men. Um, I'm on my own and I have to do everything for myself. So I became uh, a corporate woman, you know, like doing everything for myself and, you know, going to the extreme of being a lot in my masculine energy because I I didn't trust the the healthy masculine energy, the membrane to a relationship. A bit of a mess really and and it was only when I started doing the inner work and when I started reflecting on on me and my wounds and what I had witnessed and what I had learned the things started to shift so trust me it doesn't matter your background where you come from uh you know even you think I'm the worst person when it comes to relationships like all my relationships are a mess. I've never had a relationship. I've had the worst role models. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are here today and you have the power to change it. And yeah, of course, if you have experienced very painful events or traumatic events in regards to relationships, yeah, it might take a bit longer to, to heal that or to reprogram yourself and rewire your, your mindset. Yeah, but it is possible. It is totally possible. And trust me, if I did it, if I did it, you can do it. And for me, there was a big breakthrough moment because I had a few relationships that ended in a very similar way and let me feeling the same oh, again, you know? And and when I started the relationship I'm in now, so with my the, the person who is now my husband, I remember when we started at the very beginning, it was when I when I was starting my healing journey and I was already studying my master's degree in counseling and doing a lot of energy healing and things like that. So a lot was coming up for me. And it was only because of that, only, 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 only because of that, of the work I did on myself, that we are here today and that we are married today. And for me, this relationship is probably my biggest success in life so if I could move from what a mess I'm going to be one of my best my, one of my uh, first friends to get divorced because that was my belief that was my belief I'm definitely going to have partners um I will get married young but I will probably be the one the first one to get divorced as well because that's what I had seen right and I remember that this um that this was like it wasn't very, it's not that I was very aware, it's not that I was repeating that belief, but somehow I felt it. Somehow I felt that that was, was going to happen. And, and at the beginning of the relationship, it started to look very similar. I thought, oh my God, this is going in that direction again. Um, and, and it looks like this could end in a very similar way. And thank God I was doing the inner work because that's what allowed me to see, okay, uh, and heal lots of stuff and develop that beautiful relationship and that was like nine years ago or something uh or something like that um 
Hi, Elena. Welcome back to Saw Your Comment. Piano is asking, did he do inner work on himself while you were doing your work? Yeah, that's the beautiful part of it, that he was also doing a lot of personal development stuff and, and, and healing work. So we kind of supported each other, each other in our healing journey. And because I was able to speak freely to him and say, oh, I've been triggered, you know? Okay, I'm pissed off. Um, and this is something that, I don't like because it doesn't mean that because you're doing the inner work everything is you being triggered because of something that happened in the past no sometimes the other person will do something wrong and you have the right to say i don't like this um but but yeah it was a blessing that he was also doing inner work so i could explain oh i think that's me being triggered okay this is something i don't like uh you know and and we have to discuss that and he was also in that uh in that process so so yeah definitely um, definitely uh, a blessing and when the two people in the relationship are aware or on a self-development journey it definitely helps it definitely helps uh, hello Kari welcome Samira hello I see more people joining welcome 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 so so yeah do the inner work people I just realized that um, oh there you go I was seeing something black and I thought that's not part of my furniture. Like, what's that? I was covering the, the camera a little bit. Sorry about that, guys. So, so yeah. So do the inner work because that it's going. That's what's going to give you true transformation. I see it again and again when I work with my clients. Sometimes what happens is that if they're in a relationship, they suddenly like get out of it, or it doesn't work out because they're not in resonance with it anymore. Uh, it could happen that it works out, and because they're doing the work, um, uh, those limiting patterns or those wounds or those parts of, the, of themselves are not active anymore and they can be a healthier best version of themselves in the relationship but sometimes that's not enough and sometimes they just outgrow the other person and sometimes but uh, normally what happens is that whether is they leave a relationship that wasn't meant to be or, or they meet someone that is more appropriate or they just remain single for a while, you know, and they're like, listen, I was in a very toxic relationship and now what I want is just to be with myself and be happy with myself and, you know, and do my own thing until I meet someone else and I'm not going to be actively trying to date or to find someone else. I will just allow it to happen. Perfect. But it comes from a place of being uh, healed, of being whole and and seeing the relationship as a um what's the word I want to use not from a place of I need a partner because I'm lonely I'm gonna date someone because I'm bored I need to date someone because the clock is ticking and I really need to find someone I can't it comes from a place of okay this is the beautiful me this is what I bring into a relationship and I want someone who matches that resonance and who complements me. And then that's where the alchemy can happen. When two people who are healed and whole come together and then when you have those skills that complement each other and those beautiful energies that are different and complement each other, that's when magic happens. Now, I'm not saying that to be in a relationship, you have to be completely healed. I don't claim by any means <laughs> whatsoever to be completely healed of any, you know, of all my painful experiences or, uh, you know, that I don't have any remaining limiting beliefs. No, I'm still, I'm still a work in progress and I still work on myself and I still find things that I can improve. 
but that is the but that is the that is the thing that is the that is the journey was what that's what we're here to do right but when you bring yourself to a relationship from that place then is when the beautiful um uh alchemy and 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 then it becomes something greater than the sum of the parts if that makes sense so to coming back to the topic of today and and letting go of all relationships one of the main things that we need to do if we want to have a health relationship whether you are in one and you want to improve it whether you want to find one in the short term or in the long term whenever you're ready is closing those old chapters so for that i'm going to I'm going to invite you to do a bit of self-reflection now. Um, and before we start, by the way, because I saw the um, a lot of people joining uh, the Miss the beginning. So if in case you missed also the previous sessions, tomorrow, uh, my new course on relationships, which is called Reclaim Your Love Life, will go live here on Inside Timer. So if you follow my profile, you will be notified when that goes live. And this will take you in a much deeper process because... Today, I want to share with you some uh, prompts for self-reflection. I'm going to be sharing with you some energetic techniques that you can use to close the chapter, some ideas for ceremonies uh, you can do. But I'm aware that people are coming and going and joining the session. So if you want to do it in a way that is more um, uh, guided and where you can have that me time to do the proper introspection um uh, you would really like the you would really like the course Samira is asking should we search for a soulmate or it happens by itself um personally my experience I wasn't looking for my for my soulmate when I met my now husband actually I had just moved to London I was super happy being Sim, uh, single I was having the time of my life uh, we were both doing a lot of dancing that's how we met so yeah I wasn't I wasn't looking for a partner at the moment at that moment I wasn't doing any like attraction or anything like that I just I just met him and it kind of clicked and I just I kind of knew from the from the beginning so I would say, see, it's saying stay open-minded. And I think that is the key. Sometimes when we try to actively to find someone or to manifest it, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves and it can be counterproductive. So I think doing the work on yourself and main, making sure that you are whole, that you are aligned, that you are the best vibration you can be and that you are that your heart is open and that you're making that space in your life for that person that's what will help you attract and resonate with with the right person and i believe that when it's um uh and know thyself yeah absolutely absolutely uh and and when you find that person i think the connection is so strong that you will know you will know if that is your if that is your soulmate at least that's what i experienced in my case and i know that some people um uh, have experienced or report this a similar like a connection that doesn't feel just from this lifetime right that feels like oh my god i feel like i've known you for years and 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 i just met you that type of thing so yeah don't don't try to force it or 
um, or, or try to hide or actively just work on yourself, be in your, in your space, in alignment, be tuned into your inner voice, like Sids is saying, absolutely. And, and then you will be in resonance. Obviously, you know, be open for that to happen because sometimes we put on barriers or we're so busy and we literally have no space energetically for another person in our life. So it's important to um, also to leave the house every now and then. I'm not saying you have to be actively dating because again, especially with the online dating thing, I have heard so many horror stories from my clients and, and, and friends, but just being open when you go to, you know, do your yoga class, your activities, a concert, something you enjoy, just, be open to uh to meet to meet someone so a bit of time for self-reflection now i'm going to invite you to think about your previous relationships recent relationships old relationships even that boy that you fancied at school when you were four or five maybe if you haven't been in a relationship in a long-term relationship at all bring that to the space as well and i just want you to start reflecting if you have pen and paper handy by the way if you are the writing type of person uh feel free to do some journaling and to share some thoughts i won't be leaving a lot of space a lot of silent space to do the reflection so you can also just take notes about this to do it later you can also just close your eyes and answer you as you're hearing this talk anything that comes to your awareness that's also perfectly fine whatever works better for you but what i'm going to invite you to do is to bring your awareness to those previous relationships and and start to get a feel if they had anything in common if there were any patterns that repeated if they started or ended in a similar way, if you felt a certain way, and I'm talking here about unpleasant emotions, I'm talking about, no, I don't want to say negative, but what felt painful or unpleasant or discomfort, if it was similar in those relationships, and that will give you a lot of information. A lot of information. And also I'm going to invite you to reflect on, based on those experiences, based on those previous relationships, what beliefs are you carrying? Beliefs, beliefs about yourself, beliefs about love, about relationships, about marriage, about family, about men, about women, that might be having a negative impact in your current or future relationships. Oh, someone started saying my partner and I love dancing together as well. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yes, it's the same meeting your soulmate sometimes is simply random, absolutely. Ah, Jay's coming up with a really interesting one. All men cost me money and waste my time. They don't make life easier. Fantastic. Um, so that sounds like a deep-rooted belief. So keep it there for a second because I'm going to be talking about how to deal with that in a second. And that's going to be the focus on of um, next Thursday's session. So, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Because when we start to bring 
these beliefs to our awareness, it means that they're ready to be transmuted and then we can start doing the work on it. When we are not aware of them, we are completely blind. And whether we are aware of them or not, they are running the show. So if someone has the belief, all men cost me money and waste my time, if I have that belief, I'm going to be either attracting men that have financial problems and I have to cover them or they're going to be wasting my time. Maybe they're going to be playing around with me or maybe I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be on my own. I don't fancy. I'm the mom. Yeah. You have to be the mom or you're like, yeah, yeah. Don't fancy dating anyone. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. So yeah, I stay single. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you are aware of that belief is a huge progress already because if I have that belief and I'm not aware of this, I'm still going to be, it's still going to be running the show. It's like a computer. When your computer has a certain number of programs installed, when you press on, when you press turn on, all those programs are going to run in the background. And you're not aware of those programs. You don't see the code. You don't see, well, I wouldn't even understand what's going on. But I know that when I press turn on, my computer goes, it says, hello, welcome. And it has a, you know, a background picture and I have to enter password and it opens and all the programs up there and then I can start the internet I can log in inside timer and start this session right and I don't know what's going on there I don't, I'm not aware of the program I just know that at some point someone downloaded some programs in my computer that makes it possible for me to be delivering this session now and it's the same with our mindset we start developing these beliefs at a very early stage very 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 early stage there are some other ones. Charisma is saying, I'm too much to handle. Claudia, love comes and goes. Wonderful. The all is coming to your awareness. So those beliefs sound like uh, it wasn't a yesterday's decision. It wasn't a random decision that happened yesterday or last month or last, or last year. It sounds like it comes from observation, you know, and different experiences. And especially when we're young, we start downloading all those beliefs, like programs. We start downloading all those beliefs and those beliefs run what happens in our relationships. And then those beliefs, whether we are aware of them or not, manifest as arguments, lack of trust, um, uh, conflict, feelings of not being listened to, not being heard or being abandoned or being treated badly. We could make a very long list right so so working on these beliefs is key like i said at the beginning doing the inner work this is what's going to make a huge huge difference and the first step is self-awareness so wait yeah betrayed is coming up in the in the comments yeah very common very common when we have experienced heartbreak before and then when we experience all these um uh all these painful events, we start putting layers on and we start to build barriers around the heart, right? Because it hurt and it hurt a lot and we don't want it to hurt that much again. And, and your brain is very smart. The body is, is a very sophisticated, very intelligent system. And if something hurt before, your brain is going to go like, we're not going through this again. This hurt so much. This was so painful. And this was so stress, so stressful. And I was in fight or flight for a year after the breakup. We're not doing this again. Because you're trying to protect yourself. Survival, right? So, so we put a lot of 
a lot of barriers. And these barriers never lead to anything, to anything good. Because to, to achieve that level of deep trust and intimacy, that a healthy relationship and a really joyful and fulfilling relationship require, those barriers are always a stopper to this level of connection and trust and, and intimacy. Need I say in relationships were never enough for my mom. And my dad, my dad died with no relationships beside me. This shows up constantly in my life. Yeah. So again, one experience that manifests uh, or repeats um, again and again. So, so it will be worth, and I'm gonna talk a lot more about it uh, today. Going back to that time uh, where a part of you. You know, we all have these parts of ourselves very active, uh, you know, that are trying to protect us, to keep us safe, so we don't repeat, um, uh, so we don't get hurt again. But funnily enough, ironically, by trying to keep us safe and trying, you know, when we build all these barriers, we end up repeating the pattern or recreating the pattern um, again and again. Yeah, that's the thing. Thinking, you know, saying thinking about it, hardly saw any healthy relationships growing up so hard to visualize. Yeah, that is that is the that is key. And like I said at the beginning, our role models play such an important role. Probably, probably the 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 biggest um, the biggest impact because it happens in the early years when we are more susceptible to absorb and to make those beliefs. Yeah, Kina is saying the same. I recall feeling that way. Charisma. Yeah, for me it was the same. Yeah, for me it was the same. Like my role models was like an absolute mess. Um, two people screaming at each other all the time and arguing all the time. If I thought about, you know, if I think of any like my grandparents, yeah, I also um uh I also didn't experience like any wow, like wow, this couple is on top, you know, like um super healthy my role model something to to look up to so um so also a very important part of it is defining or creating what an ideal relationship looks like for you and maybe you've never seen it before or you've never experienced before but yeah that's one of the things uh i teach in my in my course the one that is coming up tomorrow yeah, Claudia is saying my relationships have improved as I have healed, but that pattern has remained still. Comes from what I experienced earlier in life with my father. Yeah, again, um, uh, role models when we are very, very young, very, very, very important. Very, very important. Um, so I will cover that more in our next uh, session. And it's it's deeply covered in the in the course. So... So yeah, but I'm gonna share with you some steps on on how to do this today, as well. Wonderful. So yeah, so a bit of self exploration there, and also a question for you is how did those relationships, previous relationships, impact their relationship with yourself? Because sometimes what happens is that when we have a bad experience in a relationship, we end up feeling like the problem is us, us saying, oh. I was never good enough for him. Um, uh, there's something wrong with me. That's why he treated me like that. 
I'm never going to find anyone else. Maybe I don't deserve love. You know, and we start that affects not only our relationship with others, but our relationship with ourselves, because the relationship with ourselves is so important with the relationship with others. Then it becomes like a, you know, like a spiral of um, uh, of negative beliefs and and, and, and patterns. Uh, yeah, the blame game, the, the victim mentality. Absolutely. Uh yeah, you know, saying prior to my husband, I treated myself poorly. Yeah, the way we treat each other, uh, sorry, the way we treat ourselves is so, so, so important. And sometimes someone treating us badly, not respecting us, not loving us, and not to mention if you experience any form of, you know, like violence or abuse, verbal, physical, in whatever way, it has such a huge impact on our confidence on our self-love right so that's something also to work on and and sometimes we need to rebuild after we've been with in a very toxic relationships (laughs) jay saying i thought i had to move up economically so i wasn't associating with scraps yeah (laughs) yeah and yeah that's the thing that sometimes we experience something or we have a belief and they're like yeah right this is going to be my coping strategy and we develop coping strategies um that help for a while i had my coping strategies uh of course i did uh but that's not going within that's not doing the the inner work if if that makes sense that's just a patch if that makes sense um can i say i ended up an abusive relationship right after my mom passed when i was 16 of 16 like teenager years are such a complex time of life and yeah looking for someone to make me feel better because my dad wasn't emotionally available yeah sometimes we do that all the time we have a need and we think a relationship is going to fill it's going to fill that void or that is going to cover our needs and and very often very often it doesn't and the idea that I was uh suggesting before that to be in a very healthy fulfilling relationship we we have to come from a place of wholeness rather than what i can take from the other person or i have a need and 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 i need someone else to rescue me or to cover this for me um unavailable fathers yeah i definitely had an unavailable father which made a huge impact on my relationships until until I decided to take responsibility for healing myself. And I thought, well, okay, you weren't available, fine. Um, But I'm gonna reclaim my power and I'm gonna keep going. And actually, as I did all that that healing that later, um, uh, he came to my wedding last year. So we kind of reconnected and yeah, it's never gonna be the same relationship, but... um, Oh, that's a very interesting, interesting uh, question. Oh, I love Kiana. I just healed this wound at 40. Amazing. It's never too late. It's never too late. I know people in their 70s and 80s still doing the inner work. I love that. I absolutely love that. Very good question from Jay. How do you know you're healed? You know you're healed. Now, uh, caveat here. 100% healed? I don't know if you anyone who's 100 100% healed uh, send them my way and let me know how they did it because I think that as long as we are here in this physical plane in this body we have something to learn we have something to to heal we have another lesson 
So I'm not talking about, I'm going to say healed, but I'm not talking about being 100% healed, but a decent level of being healed. So you can, so you can have healthy interactions. You can have a healthy relationship with yourself. You can have healthy relationship with others. You can have, uh, you feel like life flows, right? So for me, I, I know that I'm continuing to heal because you start to see that life flows and you don't feel stuck or, or like patterns keep repeating again. When patterns keep repeating again and again, that's a sign that there's something that needs to heal. If there is an area of your life that feels very, very blocked, again, another sign that um, something needs to be healed. So when you heal, you see the, the, the things start to feel. It doesn't mean that your life becomes you know, full of birds and unicorns. I, I have no unicorns in my life. I don't know about my being, I might get very scared if I actually saw a unicorn entering the room. But you know what I mean? It's not all pink and, and happiness because I think that's kind of like bypassing the healing and just, and just pretending. It doesn't mean that your life is perfect because life is life and things will happen. And we can't stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, a job firing us or, or or losing a loved one like you know or the world going crazy like there will always be something going on for me the key the, the true key to know that you are healing is that you don't get triggered and by triggered i mean that you don't have those strong emotional reactions it doesn't mean that you don't experience emotions. I get angry sometimes. Yeah, of course. Sometimes I don't watch TV, uh, but sometimes I hear some news and I get really angry or, you know, or I get upset or I get sad. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I argue with my mom. Uh, sometimes things don't flow in my business. Um, but I don't get triggered. It's not my a wounded part of me reacting. I still... I might get annoyed and angry and frustrated, you know, but it's proportional to what I am experiencing. When the emotional reaction or the intensity of what you are feeling is not proportional to what's happening in your life, then you know that something has been triggered and then you know that something needs healing. So I guess that's how I could, you know, describe... Um, or how you know that you are healed or healing, let's say, rather than 100% heal. Things flow more. Um, you don't feel stuck. You don't have that feeling of something's holding me back, right? And you don't get triggered. You don't get um, triggered. I used to get very triggered. Right? I used to get um, very angry when some, especially in relationships, right? Because it was my inner child being, being triggered and being like, oh, he's going to leave you like your dad did. So get out of there, find an argument, find the flaw in him, then break up with him, run away from him as fast as you can. That was my inner child being triggered. Oh, you're abandoning me again. They're never available for me. That was my inner child speaking, me being triggered. Now, sometimes we really argue, to be honest. I really argue with my husband because he's just the saint. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that we're always in agreement, you know? No, sometimes we disagree and we figure it out. But it's not our inner children, wounded parts of ourselves going at each other, right? Um, 
I'm going to go to with some comments uh, here. Ken is saying, I'm aware of it now. Yeah, so when I go into my next relationship, I won't come from the same place of my wounded inner child, yeah, looking for someone to help her feel better about herself, yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of being abandoned anymore, yeah. I think I did a talk on healing the abandonment wound, and that's probably either one of the recorded tracks or, or a meditation or something like that, because that is so important. And very, very, very often, very, very, very often, we have felt abandoned, and there is a part of ourselves that still carry carries the, the abandonment when yeah no longer cling to the story yeah it's a story it's a story and the emotional reaction the attachment is not there it's just a story and then you can integrate the wisdom the lessons because from all these wounded parts and from all these you know um old relationships that didn't work out there are lots of lessons and lots of wisdom right um yeah, Jesus, I've always found it odd that I can make and keep friends really easily, but not patterns. And I've seen this, I'm working with clients that uh, are experiencing that. And yeah, it's completely different. It's completely, completely different because uh, um, a romantic relationship, again, we might have compl a completely different set of beliefs. Uh, you know, saying still have triggers, especially in parenting, wish I could witness, act instead of react. You know what? I uh i used to get very annoyed when i got triggered funnily enough so i'm triggered and i'm annoyed because i'm triggered <laughs> um and these days i try to see triggers as my friends and how can you see something that is so annoying as your friend because a trigger is a part of you screaming for help and screaming you know to say hey hello i'm here can someone listen i have something to say so if we weren't triggered, they would still be there, but we wouldn't be aware of them. So sometimes when I trigger, when I find someone really, really annoying, or you know, when 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 I get angry or when I get upset, and I'm like, wait, that was just, you know, like something very simple, like oh, I don't know, like something broke in the house, and I'm gonna have this extra expense. Like, is this proportional what I'm what I'm experiencing? No, okay. So why am I being triggered? What part of me is screaming for attention? So I welcome those triggers now. And um, uh, I welcome these triggers to as an invitation of something that needs healing. So Summer Stars is also saying that has parenting triggers with my young adult. I mean, I'm not a mother, but I can imagine, guys, how that would trigger so many things. Nina, sending much love. Uh, and... If you know tapping, by the way, if anyone knows tapping or come along to my Monday sessions, uh, because that can clear all those triggers. It helps a lot with all those triggers, you know, releasing all those emotions. So tapping on these parts of the body, really, really good to bring things to the to the surface and to release them energetically. And say, uh, I would like to say to whatever part of you is bringing those tears uh, to your eyes that she's very welcome here and and loved and tell her that she is very very loved and uh yeah because maybe a, a, a part uh got a bit like emotional there so yeah sending much love to you and that part of you that might be feeling a bit vulnerable um right now okay my loves um right so i want to share with you a few steps i'm going to share with you some suggestions um about how to close 
unresolved relationships or relationships that you feel, you know, that you still have some attachment. If you still have a very strong emotional reaction when you think about someone else, even if it happened 30 years ago, maybe this is something to, to do. Kelly's asking, I have been more emotional. That's that mean I'm healing. Um, what it definitely means is that something is being processed. Because when you feel emotional, you know, something comes to the surface, especially if you feel like crying. Crying, uh, crying is the way our body has to integrate a loss, something that we're leaving behind, a part of ourselves, a job, a relationship, a house, you know whatever that is a part of ourselves you know it could be it could be many many things um okay things trigger me and I cry I feel it more so that's wonderful because it means it's not staying inside it's coming out so that should always be welcome uh so yeah that's definitely energy coming out things being things being cleared um so it's always a good sign it's always a good sign crying um uh it's obviously especially related to to sadness um feeling emotional always good so yeah i would say it's a good sign what i would invite you to do is to just to understand a bit more of what of where it's coming from so you can get to the root of it because sometimes what happens is that yeah we get triggered and we cry and that feels better with it feels like a big relief and you're like Whew. I always feel better after a good session of crying. You know, you always feel like, oh my God, oh my God, that was so good. That was so good. And, you know, once you blow your nose and all the mess, you normally feel much better afterwards. Um, but to get to the root of it, to make sure that you keep, that you don't keep being triggered, I would invite you to work on it and get to the root of it. Because sometimes, yeah, we release it when we get triggered. But if we don't go to the root belief or to the part of ourselves that is getting triggered, next time something else happens or something similar happens, it might be it might be triggered again so yeah good sign with an invitation to take it a bit deeper um overreacting means we can't handle our emotions um for me overreacting means that there is something whatever you are reacting to is not proportional there is something inside that needs healing so for example if if my husband says something i don't like uh i have the right to be angry or to be upset you know, or to feel sad about it if I don't like it. And I totally have the right to say, um, my love, I don't like this, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like this habit of you, whatever it is. Can we talk about it? But if I'm overreacting to it, it means that there is a part of me that is is like touching a wound. It's like, you know, if you cut yourself and it heals, um, it might not even leave a scar, right? It's just okay, you cut yourself and that heals. Problem solved, gone. Now, if you cut yourself and you put something on top and you don't let it breathe and you ignore that wound, very likely it's gonna get infected and not gonna look very nice. And what happens is that if you haven't healed that wound, every time you slightly touch it, it's like hell. I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, when when you know when a wound isn't is a bit infected or is not healed and it's all swollen and you touch it it's like oh, oh my god that hurts so much and it's just a, a light touch so it means that there is something again a trigger an invitation for you to explore 
what part of yourself is being triggered or what part of yourself is overreacting because you might have experienced something similar in the past or uh yeah great and he's saying things trigger me and i either cry or get angry or fearful yeah actually those are the three basic emotions crying uh angry fearful so sadness anger and and fear yeah so you're experiencing one of the three uh uh basic emotions um i did a, a, a talk here on emotional well-being and how to manage our emotions maybe i will i will do another one since it seems like a topic of interest um but yeah give yourself time come to my monday sessions the the tapping uh ones because that's going to help you clear a lot of uh a lot of stuff and sometimes um because i cover different topics on each session sometimes you can clear the root of it not always because sometimes if, if there is a very deep belief or a very wounded part of yourself that might need obviously deeper work but it can help a lot clearing that energetically um yeah clearly saying i do more inner work but i'm starting to be more aware and that's a great place to be you know uh can i say in true story that's how i knew i still hadn't resolved trauma after my breakup because it felt like someone had died like when my parents that like, yeah it's triggering something that you part of you has experienced before um uh yeah yeah you've been dating someone for a couple of months you break up with them and you feel like you're dying you feel like someone is going to die you, you know it's this huge reaction that's not you here and now you reacting to a breakup is younger you reacting to something that needed more that needed more more healing so i love the way that this is uh or the the, the path that this conversation is is taking but i don't want to finish the session without sharing the the steps that i wanted to to share with you so so some suggestions going back to the topic of letting go of all relationships um so the first one is if you identify you know the someone like you haven't fully moved on or they keep coming to your head how can you get closer how can you and this could also work for parts of yourself you can also um you can also do this for not a romantic relationship but you know like an old friend or or, or a family member that you don't feel a health you have a healthy relationship with so feel free to expand it to um you know, so write a goodbye letter. This is something that I always, always, always recommend to process um, the goodbye, to process, to grieve it, right? Every time we break up with someone, whether we've been dating them for 40 years or for 40 minutes, it, it is a grieving process. We have to go through a grieving process. Obviously, depending on the intensity and the length of the relationship, the, grief, the grieving process will be shorter or longer. But we need to acknowledge that we go through that grieving process. And if back in the day when the relationship ended, we didn't go through that grieving process because we started another relationship right afterwards, which is something that we do a lot, you know, this jumping uh, from one um, from one tree branch to the other. Uh, you know, we haven't finished the relationship and we're already trying to grab the next one so we don't feel lonely, right? I've done that, so, you know, like no shame here, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, if we haven't done the, um, the grieving process, then there will be something unresolved. So what should we put in that letter? 
how you felt about the relationship, anything you said that you didn't say before. This is not to send to the other person, by the way. This is not to send to anyone. This is just to for you, like to write and to keep it or to burn it or to do whatever you want with that letter. To express yourself. It's basically to express yourself, to let everything out. You know, anything that went on, anything you didn't like, um, things you liked and that you're going to miss. Um, so it's just a way of expressing uh of expressing yourself and and getting a sense of release basically so just do it whatever comes up not not thinking of a structure or if it makes logical sense or not just you know letting it um letting it all out you can add to this a ceremony for closure so that could be something that for you it represents um that you're getting closure and it could be burning that letter in a fire ceremony with a candle you don't need to you know anything extravagant or anything fancy you can literally just do it with a candle just burn those pieces of paper setting the intention to release that that relationship you could bury the letter somewhere you could just break it and throw it away so whatever feels whatever feels good for you but some form of ceremony or ritual you know like maybe throwing things away that remind you of that person things that you know you no longer need that don't have there are taking uh there are taking space for other relationships there are taking space that you need or you want for other relationships Kelly's asking, do you have to tap multiple times on the one thing that needs work yeah sometimes it's very quick Sometimes when you start tapping on, you know, this anger or this sadness or this person that drives me crazy, this relationship, um, you know, or my beliefs or whatever, sometimes immediately you might feel like yawning or coughing or the body wants to move. That means that it's starting to be released. Normally what I do in my Monday sessions, I always ask people to to rate whatever the, um, whatever the block or the emotion that they're feeling, how intense they're feeling it from zero to 10. And then after a few rounds of tapping, we assess if it's gone down, if it stayed the same, or if it has even gone up, because sometimes that can happen. If it's gone down, it means that it's being cleared. If it stays, sometimes it stays the same, which means that it needs more work. You might need quite a few sessions and repeating it, depending on the depth and, um, and, and the importance or the relevance of the, the belief or the wound, whatever you're working on. And sometimes it even goes up when you start tapping because it means that you're bringing your awareness to it and it can feel even more intense for a bit before it can be processed and and released. So, so yeah, but I, I, it's good to listen. What I recommend is to listen to your body and to know if you need more or, um, or it feels like sometimes with two or three rounds like people are oh, oh wow I feel much better um but again sometimes it feels much better with a bit of tapping but it keeps coming back which leads me to the uh to the to the last step which is work on clearing the beliefs and the imprint um that those relationships might have left on you um and it's going deeper and understanding the root of where the belief or the block or the emotion comes from and this will always take you to a <laughs> Kelly saying burn baby but oh I'm, I'm, I, I love fire ceremonies I absolutely love them the power of fire is so transformational because when you see something you know when when you write a goodbye letter and you're like you know I'm done with this and I'm 
and I'm closing this and this is an old chapter now and I'm going to start a new chapter in the book and and you burn it and you see that piece of paper with all those thoughts and with all those memories and you know and everything that didn't work and you see it burning and when you see them burn down into ashes in a matter of seconds it's the brain like really interprets that as closure that's why ceremonies are so so powerful and especially the fire i really love the fire because it represents quick very quick transformation um jay saying letter and burn it and work on beliefs what did i miss i think that was uh, a good summary at any form of ceremony yeah can i say i did it twice during a full moon release yeah if you do it with the stages of the moon it can be even more powerful on a date that represents something for you you know new year new month birthday whatever that is um yeah so add any form of ritual ceremony that helps you represent closure now before we go i know we've been here for more than one hour but i don't want to go without uh talking to you about cord cutting, energetic cord cutting, because this is a wonderful energetic technique that I teach in the course that is going to be released tomorrow here on Inside Timer. And this applies especially if you have experienced that you had an ex-partner and it doesn't matter how long it's been, they always seem to keep coming back to your thoughts and and you meet someone and suddenly they appear out of nowhere and they message you. It's like they smell it when you're about to start with someone or things go well for you. You haven't been thinking about them for a long time and suddenly, boom, you bump into each other in the street and it's like, what on earth is going here? I'm never going to get rid of this person. Because sometimes when we have a very intense relationship with someone and especially when there are very intense unpleasant emotions present in the relationship we can start creating energetic cords we are all energy right so i might appear to be very solid and very separate from you but we are all connected together through a field of energy and we are all light we are all energy it's just a it's a denser vibration so we appear to be very solid and you know in the form of flesh and bone but at the essence, we are energy. And when we have these negative experiences with someone or painful experiences with someone, we can create cords, energetic cords, and we can keep stuck to each other. Yeah, Kiana is saying, I love it. Cord cutting really helps. It's a really powerful technique. It's really, really, really powerful. And sometimes we need to literally cut those energetic cords and, and that can give such a feeling of completion. So in essence, it's something very, very, very simple to do. So you can just visualize, you know, yourself. And if you feel like there are any cords, they're normally stuck around the solar plexus because this is where we experience or store all those emotions. So very often they will be there in the solar plexus. So you can just visualize the cord and, you know, grab it with one hand and imagine that you're like, literally you're chopping it. You can even visualize that they're like kind of like, light um knives coming out of your of your fingers cut it pull it you know if you feel it anywhere else and what i find very 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 important is that when you do it you say name whatever the person was name i release you to your own destiny and that's setting a very very strong intention which means i'm no longer attached i'm no, I'm no longer attached to you because i have seen this so many times 
most of my clients are women. So I'm going to talk about women. I'm not saying men don't do it, but from experience. Um, if every time I have heard the word, yeah, we're not together anymore, but I have to reply to him because he's he's suffering, you know, and I don't want him to be upset. If every t- if 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 I've been given a penny, not a penny, a pound. Let's say a pound. If I've been given a pound every time I've heard this, I would be a millionaire right now. And so this is saying, you know, I release you to your own destiny. It means I'm not responsible for your feelings anymore. We broke up, babe. We broke up. So don't message me out of nowhere to say how you're doing. Oh, I miss you. What a shame that things didn't work out. No, my love, it's over. It's over and I'm releasing you to your own destiny and I'm not responsible for your feelings anymore. So if you feel upset and if you miss me, you had your chance. Now it's not the time. And it will be, you will find it amazing how sometimes these messages or these random, you know, encounters stop when you do this, um, when you do this technique. Uh, I cover it in more depth in my in my course. And I think I probably have, I even have a recorded track on um, a meditation on what would that be called? Probably letting go of all relationships or moving on after break, after breakup or something like that. And it has a visualization where it guides you through the process of cutting these energetic cords because you can do it, you know, just physically with your hands. And then if you can have a bath with salt, uh, it's, is is much more powerful but you can also do it it, with an energy healing visualization so so yeah and of course keep doing the inner work next thursday at the same time i will be talking more about how to do this about how to go um to that part of yourself which will which will normally be a younger part of yourself whether that's three years ago when the breakup happened whether that's when you were three and you were already observing your parents doing whatever they were doing and integrating you know or developing those those beliefs about yourself about loves or about others so it's always about going back to that point in time where you made the decision and help them heal or integrate or resolve that situation it's not about denying what happened or changing the history but it is about changing the story the story that lives within us, the story we tell ourselves. So I'll be covering that more in detail next week. Um, I like to use unrefined sea salt for this. Um, It's very cleansing. It's literally like you were swimming in the sea. Like when you swim in the sea, you feel amazing, normally because it's associated with being on holidays. But a big power, a big element of this is the the salt, is how cleansing the the unrefined see so i wouldn't recommend table salt because it's processed and it might have a lot of crap in it so yeah unrefined sea salt which is very cheap in any health food shop or you can order it online you can also do or add essential oils lavender and tea tree oil they're super um super cleansing and relaxing and if you don't have a access to a bath you can you can have a bowl with uh, water and unrefined sea salt and as you're cutting the cord just leave it there so it kind of dissolves not with you um anymore but just a shower you know um please repeat about how to use sea salt yeah so you can do 
uh, you can have a small bowl of um, water with unrefined sea salt. And then what you do is when you're cutting the cords, you know, uh, or or pulling them and you're saying, I release it to your own destiny, then you put the other end of the cords into the sea salt. So they kind of like burn away or disintegrate. So that's one thing you can do. And the other thing is having a bath uh, with unrefined sea salt in the bath. And you can add some essential oils that feel cleansing or relaxing for this purpose i like to use tea tree and lavender but you know other ones uh, would do as well and then you just soak you know like you were swimming in the sea like you were just you're letting your energy field um be cleansed it, it feels really really good it feels really really good i love having baths even if i don't like this even if i don't do the court cutting thing because it just uh, it just feels amazing so it, it, it kind of enhances the 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 cleanse. If you don't have access to a bath, you can also do a food bath. So you can do a big bowl and put your feet in them. You could also do a shower and just, you know, like rub the salt on your skin and just visualize that as the shower. You can even do like motions like this, you know, like on your energy field while you're in the in the shower with salt or just anything that feels like, oh, you know, some tension or mm, for you. I release it to your own destiny. Not, not not for me so yeah those are ways in which you can use the um, the salt for the energetic cord cutting uh, but like i said my course will be released tomorrow reclaim your love life and it has um, a step-by-step -step, uh, explanation of how to do this it covers all the elements that i've been uh, discussing in the sessions role models previous relationships uh, relationship with yourself and he has uh, some really deep energy healing meditations to work on these deeper inner wounds. It has two lessons at least on identifying and bringing hidden blocks to your awareness. And it also has a final lesson on how to build the vision for your ideal relationship and how to attract that into your life, how to become in resonance with that so very complete and i'm super excited um uh, about it and about you guys joining the course and asking your questions and sharing your insights so thank you so much my loves for being here if you were here at the beginning and you're still here thank you so much if you made it all the way through the session and thank you so much for your feedback, your reviews, your lovely comments, your donations. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Um, I couldn't do it without you. And yeah, please feel free to follow me here on Inside Timer. Make sure that you're updated with uh, new, I'm always uploading new content, courses, live events, like these talks or the Monday tapping sessions to tap away any, you know, any triggers, any anxiety, any, anything that is not good uh, to keep inside. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you everyone uh, for your thoughts in the comments. Oh, and thank you so much guys for your insights in the comments and for sharing your experiences because it adds so much to, I'm sure when you guys were opening up and talking about, you know, um, your role models or your relationships or your triggers, you know, and, you know, when we become vulnerable, when you're doing that, I'm sure that many other people, because right now it says 160 people here. So I'm sure that a lot of people who were just listening were like, oh, 
I really resonate with some of stuff. Oh, that, oh, what Jay was saying. Oh, Nina, I hear you. I feel the same way. You know, so thank you so much, um, uh, guys. For, oh, thank you, Nina. You're a bright light. Keep shining. Thank you, my love. Thank you for being here. And yeah, thank you all so much for your contributions um, because you are who who make this conversation so rich and 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 you're inspiring for others so thanks so much from the bottom of my heart okay my loves we're gonna wrap up now i will see you soon again and sending much love and light to everyone take care my loves bye bye <laughs>